Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, the unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings. That's fine. Hijacking the mind. What? Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement. Tales from the crib. Hitting blood rituals. 50 scores flying over calories. Swords and daggers. Lions and tigers. Gotta get my parents or parish. Tap into raw flesh. Vampire. Vegetarian. I'm a malnutrition. Chemically imbalanced. Ethiopian. Inhaling Kush. Blue projects get pushed. Mold with the bush. Standing on the middle line. No defining. Swirling dervish. In between space and time. Another news day, north, east, west, south, west. Not here to confuse the day, just to fuse the way. Uh, another tips and tricks Tuesday. those that came before me 
and those that will come after. I will be patient and put the needs of others before my own. I will seek sincerity, and my only fear will be my lack of sincerity. So give thanks. All right, give thanks to the First World Order Radio um, establishes the father and mother of First World Order Radio, Princess and Princess, Dr. Aline and Kadira El Bay. And give thanks to all you guys and goddesses, kings and queens, nagas and nagus out there, you know what I'm saying, continue to elevate up this mountain of experience and keep it going, keep it going. All right. Like I said, tonight's topic of discussion is fitting into those genes. You can already go out. Fat Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get it in for a few minutes. Um, started out with basically cottage came to be his last minute and I just threw together some notes last night and as of today I've been sitting down for it. Didn't see it in my eyes. I am a little confused. But uh, yeah, I've been working on this since this morning, six thirty. I did a stretch. Did a couple of I didn't even do yoga in this one actually just stretch legs and put your rush with that's a minute. Yes, I did some uh, acid <laughs> the branch. So, and I just ate the, the first meal for the day. You know, I drank some tea this morning and a couple of uh, regular tea with lemon and lime. So the green tea, then a matcha. It's a green matcha powder. Tea and then I drank that with some fat shot of pepper. Like they say, it's a pumpkin shot. And some people look at a puzzle and they're like, oh, I'm confused, but puzzles meant to be what? Put together. That's right. So put together the pieces of the puzzle. Don't get so fragmented in the mind to where Yeah, 
last month we went over with the State of the Union. The State of the Union being state meaning circumstances and also conditions of temporary temporary attributes of the person. Um, it means different things when pertaining to when pertaining to uh, the state or condition of a person or things like that. You know, attributes, typically attributes of a person to be the condition of a person. All right, so, and then union means energy, naturally. Union means to say that it means the condition of unification or circumstance of unification. The circumstances of fusing together on two sides. Or the condition of fusing together two sides. Um, so that state of unity. That was last month in two five. Now we're in three five. If y'all recall, I was going there, I was breaking down uh, that thirty thousand up there in the
help with, uh, like, like I said, coinc- how it coincides with some of the information we bring down the table and then so we can eat, right? Right. When I was a child is what is entitled. When I was a child, the personality is formed by way of external interactions and interfaces or connections that are fused by way of central memory input. When focused on a trigger, certain memory inputs may entangle or elevate one's psychology into an outright catastrophic lifestyle or humbling serene reality. The personality complex is characterized by specific human preferences what we like, dislike, and our indifferences as a lack of interest or concern. Man's true self is rooted in zero or nothing. It is the indigenous original being, the first self, the dark source of the black dot, the primordial waters of noon. This true self has no limitations or conditions based on responses superimposed upon the personality complex via external emotional triggers. When the personality, or through sound, persona, or emotions, energy, emotion, or in control, and are the driver of the vehicle, then we have conditioned reflex patterns that are triggered by certain feelings such as hate, anger, honesty, grief, worry, lust, patience, or humility. All of these feelings are generally affixed external mechanisms that sends information to the true self, the first self, that now mirrors itself out of darkness, or sewer into the holographic expression of light, Haru, that we call a physical body. In its forgetful state, not knowing that it is the original cell, Ka'el, the spirit of God or the spirit of the Most High, the power of the spirit, personified from energy, matter, which in essence cannot be destroyed or created or patterned into into a permanent object. Uh, In essence, cannot be destroyed or created or patterned into a permanent objective reality, it now believes that the holographic expression of the emotions and or feelings are undoubted truth. The true self in its original state can be determined as chaos, the physical objective reality with order, the spiritual subjective reality. In the ancient comedic mystery system, these realms of thought is entitled Mahats. When one has attained the ability to respond and adapt to diverse situations at demand, then in turn, that individuated dual self has conquered the lower degrees of personality, the name, form, and ego, and can transform the energy matter or move water, life matter, earth, fire, light, energy matter without attempting to create or destroy the permanency of an emotional state within the parameters of this energy emotion. While in disagreement with the true self state of nothing, the personal personality identifies itself with the wavering, temporal, fleeting, physical reactions that come and go within the ebb and flow of life. When one hasn't embraced the perfected state within mind, then we believe our physical traits, such as such as one who is fearful or aggressive, or one who has love and affection for others, to be the true essential essence of that person, or through sound. As a child, our personalities are on average formed by the approximate age of seven. We have now, at this very impressionable age, become familiarized with certain conditioned responses that alters the true essence of our non-objective state of energy matter that in ultimate reality cannot be manipulated by emotionally conditioned stimulus. This stimulus may give us a sense of gratification from external input, 
that is in truth non-existent, only an electric transference of the energy matter, mother, father, new earth, life, and life. Cellular memories or muscle memories founded on misleading external information keeps one mentally, emotionally, and spiritually at the age of 14 or with an adolescent mindset with no means to grow or elevate into its true higher potentials of consciousness. Predominantly, due to its arrival and fixation of physical awareness, it stems from the initial participation of nativity in what we call hospital, which, as we know, is not hospitable at all. Or up until our teenage years, when our arrested development, when our arrested developed mind is now confounded or controlled by these physical feelings and reactions from the from the repetitive nature of the physical triggers that are again only electric interfaces of energy matter that are being altered or transformed and transferred into our first cellular membrane or memory mind. Imagine, if you will, that we hold the ability to alter and transform our personal as well as collective reality. The power of mind over matter is an archaic concept that decrees through thought perception, we as conscious or unconscious co-creators have the unique ability to manifest our will or intent into a physical existence. This manifesting equation goes as follows. Ideas form thoughts. Thoughts precipitate into words. Words and, th and these words altered, and these words are then altered into physical matter as a person, place, thing, or physical events. What may not be readily available to our perception during the observation of manifestation is now how powerful that can be. The idea being the point of actualization and initiate from internal or external sources, dependent on the degree of awareness that the observing participant is associated with. The idea is not the exteriorization of the physical desire, it is merely a portal or vehicle that requires fuel or energy to move forward into the spectrum of thought. So the more fuel or energy we give a particular idea, the more potential it will have as becoming an active physical reality by way of our perceptions and constant desire to fulfill that given idea. As the idea transforms into thoughts, the thought can be fragmented or broke down into a cascade of thoughts, stemming from the seed or point being the idea. The thoughts will vary within different angles of agreement and disagreement, factual and fictional alignment of the prescribed idea, meaning we will continually tell ourselves this is a good idea or this is a bad idea, and concerned with how we feel about that given subject which we desire to bring life and light to. In the conclusion or exactation, when enough light or fuel has been amassed and encased around the, the before-mentioned thought and idea, it then personifies into the field of the observing participant's physical awareness as the person, place, thing, physical event, or person, place, thing, or physical event. All right. So give thanks. Like I said, that's going to it's a bridge into um, what we're speaking on tonight as far as like fitting into those genes due to the fact that we speak to our DNA or we speak to our genetics, you know, intelligence. Inside, the intelligence basically can be thought of as spirit or breath, you know what I'm saying, spirit, spiritus. So spirit, to breathe, spiritus, when we are relating it to how it 
how it um, actually can, I guess, complete and make concrete the essence of the spiritual reality or the unseen into the physical reality by way of the breath and in concert with the cell. You know, so so within the cell, we have the cell. The cell looks like that, okay, somewhat. And within the cell resides the nucleus. This is the cell inside of that blue watery substance, cellular membrane, the cell, then the nucleus. And what resides in the nucleus is the chromosomes. That's an X chromosome there. And what resides within what makes up the chromosome is the DNA or the genetics, the genes. You know, and as you can see, that's why I put it, I put it like this in the in fitting into those genes, you got that X chromosome and I had to put out I'm gonna stop going to this picture. She kinda she lies. I know, right? Look, but look, see she got the wings going up there too, but that's an X chromosome, the female chromosome. Y chromosome is the male chromosome. But as you look, you can see that the genes which are are chromosomes, basically. And we the definition of a chromosome is basically when you think about a chromosome, you don't really think about a pair of pants, but <laughs> when you look at the word chromosome, it says the thread-like structure of nucleic acids and proteins found in the nucleus of most living cells. And what it does, it carries the genetic information in the form of genes. So what you got to do to a pair of genes or any type of clothes, you got to thread it. You got to put it together with thread. So thread-like structure of nucleic acids and proteins. Basically, a chromosome is the oxyribonucleic acid molecule with uh, part of all of the genetic material of the organism. So that um, that that gene or chromosome residing within this cell right here, the cell that's the nucleus in the center, the cellular membrane around the, the edges, and this is the DNA. That resides that makes or thread the chromosome. The chromosome basically threads and forms the cells, which resides within that, and the cells form and, and create or thread the physical body. So as you can see, everything is duplicated from the DNA. So the DNA is just a smaller version of The human being. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So you got legs and two arms, two legs, two arms in the body. You know what I'm saying? So that's the chromosome, the X chromosome. You know, so the androgynous woman or the androgynous being right there, the the Amazon. You know what I mean? This is that extraterrestrial right here, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The planet Earth, you know, plan it, the planet of the extraterrestrial. If you're thinking about intelligence, you have to understand or understand and understand that intelligence doesn't reside within the, the mechanisms or within the confines of just the Earth. Intelligence is, you know, so it's all over the place. So it's extraterrestrial, it's other than and as well it is in its completion. It is partial to planet Earth as well. But this right here, in my own explanation, 
is uh, the X chromosome, X men, or woman men, one man, you know what I'm saying? This can be equated to life right here, you know, but not to get too much off this, the topic of discussion tonight, again, which is fitting into those genes. You know, so I'm going to bring it in, um, you know, as far as what we are and who we are as light beings, if you will, but it's an old um, way of calling what we, some scientists and physicists have uh, stated. The cell is like the liquid crystal semiconductor that has um, gauging channels. Basically, that means uh, somewhat like a, a pintail inside. You know what I'm saying? It's a semiconductor, but it's liquid crystal. So this liquid crystal can receive signals and then it transmits the signals back out. And by doing so, it is a, it's an information processor, basically, like a pintail inside a computer or the you know the the CPU. So the cellular membrane reads the environmental information and adjusts the biology of it. And then the nucleus is equivalent, which is equivalent to a hard disk or, or a process. Well, the cell is the information process, basically. The nucleus is could be looked at as like a hard disk, and the genes are the programs. So when we get certain information, it can be altered by way of the gene. So again, let me go back to what epigenetics means. So epigenetics, I think I got it right here. Well, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take, let's we go into that. Epigenetics um, basically means it's the study of changes in organisms caused by alteration of gene expression rather than the alteration of the genetic, genetic code itself. The genetic code is the information that resides within the DNA that is inherited from our parents, basically. You know what I'm saying? So that's the chromosomes. We get 22 from mama, 22 from daddy, and that makes uh that makes up the 44, and then we get you know, the sex chromosome that makes up uh, the 46 and all. So the X and Y. We get 22 of the duplicates, basically. All of them will be the same. Then we get the one X and one to determine agenda. So that would be 46, you know. Um, but then within epigenetics, it is, it's the study of the genetic phenotype. A phenotype is the part of our observable characteristics from an individual standpoint that results from the interactions of uh, the genotype with the external reality. So epigenetics basically studies how external changes in the reality can affect the genes and in essence can affect the future genetic disposition of that genome when it, it decides to um, proliferate and also have a seed, no matter it be in a mouse or it be in a, a human being. If the environment around it is a certain type of way, then it can affect the genetics by way of what they now call epigenetics. But we've always, we've known this and studied this, practice different ways to adapt to those situations in, you know, deeper mystical manners 
by being uh, mindful and utilizing certain techniques and modalities to bridge the mind and the spirit of the mind and the body together so that the soul and spirit can interact and function in a proper manner. These are ancient techniques, and we'll go over some, we'll talk about some of the few. So epigenetics basically, again, is the study of the genetic phenotype changes that do not involve changes in the DNA sequence. The uh, word epigenetics is a Greek word, epi, and, and genetic. Epi basically means on top of or in, in addition to the, or, the inherited origin for, for inheritance. So it means it's an addition to, it's coming from the external reality. It's something that's not necessarily given to us by our parents, like our hair color, the, uh, our eye color, the way I might smell, you know, that can be affected by the inter- external reality too, but the way I walk, um, some of these things are inherited directly from the genome of our parents or, and lineage. Other things, with, and what they say in epigenetics is 80% of who we are is really built off of our external reality. The other 20% is given inheritance by way of by way of our parents and our lineage. With that said, we must be very attentive on what we do intake and and are manipulated or altered by within that within our journey. You know what I'm saying? So as I was speaking earlier, cells. Are can be um, manipulated, or the the information within cells, which resides within the nucleus, and we call it DNA, which is formed by chromosomes. Well, DNA forms chromosomes, holds our genetics or our information, can be manipulated by external means. So. As we look at this, uh, it represents the gathering of a various amount of influences on humans by numerous sources. So this is epigenetics and how how certain things externally can affect our genes or the genetic composition or disposition and our genetic advancement or depletion. Some of these... um, might be beneficial for our health mentally, physically, spiritually, and behavior, um, and emotionally as well. But that's behavior because again, emotion is energy in motion. But what is um, energy? Energy or emotion, basically, the behavior and the movement of an entity of some some type of physical reality. All right, but um, some of these can be harmful, as you can see and may hinder uh, the connection between body and mind and create a balance or a satanic or demonic type of possession that might manifest as a disease or psychological disorder. You know, some of the beneficial influences that can be utilized are exercise, keeping a strong microbiome, or basically that's beneficial intestinal bacteria microbiome. Um, So, in alternative medicine, um, like you know, doing good, getting good herbs in versus going to take 
Tyler and all the sudden get some comments to America, something else with uh, positive, silly response, and it doesn't negate or take away um, the production of stem cells. Um, you know what I'm saying? So those harmful influences may include exposure to toxic chemicals and drugs that are abused, you know what I'm saying? Uh, factors like our diet, um, seasonal changes, even financial status, as you can see right here, financial status, I have too much money, I don't have money at all. Psychological state, social interactions, people who are around can affect us, good people or bad people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, can affect the way we think. But that also affects our genome, which in turn affects or may alter and change our genetics or our DNA and the um, and the actual advancement, enhancement of our DNA. So the environment clearly matches and shapes human health. You know what I'm saying? The health doesn't just mean physical health. It means mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. So if we can, we need to have the availability to stir the proper influences to where we have a, a positive growth pattern within our DNA by way of um, by way of like power words, you know, and things like that. We're going to get into that aspect too, but as you can see, you know, diet pays a, a major influence. Exercise, I'm going to that. The microbiome, the microbiome, you know, again, is extremely bacteria, so we definitely need to keep that, that factor in mind because that's our second brain, basically, is our lower end a large intestine and a small intestine. So the plexus region and the sacral region. Therapeutic drugs are very detrimental. Toxic chemicals, you know, disease exposure by way of the way we think, psychological state and social interaction. All these things can affect us, drug abuse, financial status, you know what I'm saying? So it definitely we need to pay attention to the seasonal changes. I always uh, bringing that to light of, like, we're going into spring, so we need to go into spring type of food items, you know, since start to actualize food, eat more raw food, put more juice in, because it's going to get hotter outside, you know what I'm saying? So definitely we need to cool off the body because the body's going to actually start raising heat by way of heat. The blood is going to start, um, instead of it contracting and going out, the blood is going to expand. It's going to start coming, coming contracting and going in. The blood is going to start to expand. So it's going to start coming out, and we need to cool off a little bit because if we start, if we're still eating that, well, I'm not saying still, but if people are, if you notice, are eating cooked food throughout the year and predominantly only cooked food throughout the year, then as the residual of that as the year fades into December or into the colder season, the colder climate, we have built up too much mucus, and it'll be harder for us to have an effective immune system or to um, pretty much um, manipulate those energies within to alter and then change those that um, that process of healing will take the immune system basically will start to be affected more so if we are not paying attention to the seasonal changes and putting the correct type of fuels into the body that coincides with those seeds. So that is very important. You know, so again, 
exercising, you see the things on the top, exercising, you know, uh, eating fruits and vegetables, you know, good interaction with good people, have fun versus, you know, soda pop, you know, sugary um, corn syrup or fries with this corn syrup on it or, you know, then you got the pizza with the pork and cheese and bread, carbohydrates, all processed cigarettes. You know, these things, sleeping, laying around too much, and not interacting positively, it closes off the, the um, it closes off the cells or basically the cell will block that information and it'll be stuck or stagnant within the body, which is basically what we see is um, it's fat, residual, because it's not being utilized as energy, as energy, so it just sits there and it becomes a toxic reality. Be sure to detox, and when you detox, don't go back and go get that, that happy meal from McDonald's and thinking that I have to clean out when this is, you just add it back on and make it more. So this is the definition of a chromosome here. What is a chromosome? Chromosomes are thread-like structures located inside the nucleus of animal and plant cells. Each chromosome is made of protein and a single molecule of deoxyribonucleic acid. Passed from parents to offspring, DNA contains specific instructions that make each type of living creature unique. The term chromosome comes from the Greek words for color and body. Scientists gave this name to chromosomes because they are all cell structures of bodies that are strongly seen by some chemical dyes used to research. So when they do research, they stain the colors, but chroma, color, and body, the colorful body, the light body. So this, this chromosome, this cell within, Kael, the spirit of God, power of the spirit. This is you in its minute uh, macro, micro body cell. You know what I'm saying? The macro universe, the micro and the macro within one entity being self is within the cell. And as we grow and as we go, we see these alternative changes and become stronger within this whole ordeal of the DNA generated from our lineage, the chromosome, forming the cell, and forming the complete structure of the human body. Again, what can happen, though, is obstructions due to the downloads. Again, the cell is an information process. The cellular membrane reads the environment and adjusts its, its biology. So whatever the environment is Whatever is taking place in the environment around us can affect us internally by way of cellular membrane or the information process. The nucleus, again, is the heart. So the, it's like the nucleus is, is what's holding the genes, which are the programs. The heart just has all the programs within it. So when, when the cell, which is the information processor, breaks down the information and reads it, then and then adjusts its biology. It dumps it into the nucleus, the, the hard disk, and then it goes into the genes to program whatever it is that we have seen or tasted or, or smelled or touched 
or heard the five senses. You know, again, we were talking about last week, three-fifths of a person. Today is the third month, fifth day. Hearing is believing, seeing is knowing. So if they take out those two senses of hearing and seeing, hearing being a misconception of what has not yet been experienced through the activation of our knowledge. Hearing is hearsay. It's basically gossip, if you will. You know, I can hear a lot of stuff. I didn't see it. I go to the news. I can see this information. Is it true? I don't know. I didn't experience it. I wasn't there. I'm going to take it in and absorb it where it's being allowed to us by way of this media or social interaction by way of, you know, one person interfacing and telling me this is what happened or whatever. You know, it's not necessarily true. You know, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. So our experience is based, our truth is based on our own personal experience. Do that. But if we are locating our information and then um, believing by what we are hearing and seeing that the information is truthful and we engage upon that, good or bad, is still going to affect the genetics by way of what epigenetics claims that, um, you know, our, our external reality or what is addition, in addition to what we've already gained from our inheritance genetics, our external reality can affect, alter the genetic code. So our external world changes in our environment can affect who we are inside of it, and it can lead to such factors as uh, disease, state of mind, or body, obesity, diabetes. You know, people talk about it runs in my family. It doesn't necessarily really run in our family. You know, I'm, I'm living proof. You know, I, everyone, all my grandma, my, my grandma, my sister, you know, uncles, myself, that all have developed some type of issue physically with their health, you know, mentally as well. And I've defeated so many. I had some mental issues coming up myself. But when I got into these different modalities, actually I was labeled with schizophrenia, you know, when I was 18 or 19 years old. On the medicine for maybe 10 years. Got into these modalities of, of health. And what I, I found was how to speak to my genetics, basically, intelligence, through my way of intelligence, meditation. And within three years of meditating, um, I, I guess you could say a miraculous change happened and I adapted to my genes, the correct coding of the genes. Instead of trying to listen more attention to what was taking place externally, I paid more attention to what was going on internally. And therefore, the intelligence inside when speaks to the genes, my personification of self and the awareness of self um, became more apparent, you know, instead of uh, instead of being so um, vague and, and dismal, it was then brought to light and I developed into self, basically. And I give thanks because those modalities have been around for thousands of years. I didn't make them up. I just followed process functions and how 
I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, I could have been in a rest home, jail, or dead, anything of that matter, but I'm here today speaking to the masses, and I give thanks and gratitude to you guys as well as to uh, to those that came before me. Iran. All right, so it is a transformative process, and when it's done properly, one will have um, activated those genetic expressions that reside within, and then, and in turn, gain the ability to have or acquire the ability to to uh, once again be in tune with self or have knowledge of self. You know, I say I ain't perfect. I'm still. It's a battle. It's a war. You know, it's an everyday thing. It's a physical war going on. It's a spiritual, and mental war. It's not a physical war, so to speak. To where we're going out and we're trying to shoot each other with guns, but it is a physical war where things are taking place. People are losing their life over the most. Um, minute situation, you know, and it's basically due to, like we were saying, external environment, the external environment engaging upon a genetic that we're forming into our own psychological format of thinking that these things are um, important and necessary or necessary. So let's get back to. Fat Tuesday side of Mardi Gras, you know. So Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday. And we're looking at Mardi. Mardi is, uh, if you didn't know, Mardi is actually French for Tuesday, basically. <laughs> but Mardi technically refers to Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras season begins on the Epiphany. The Epiphany is a Christian or Roman Catholic holiday that started, it was on January 6th. But basically, it's known as the Three Kings Day or Three Wives Day or the 12th day of Christmas. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true lover, you know, all that. Uh, but this time period is Carnival Malid, as we speak in Medunetta or ancient Kemetic. The Malia took place, it t- well, it's taking place today, will be the last day of it. So, they, you know, from, from January 6th to um, 40 days out, which will be today, is the, never really a fixed day for Mardi Gras. So, for Fat Tuesday, it'll always be the Tuesday uh, following January 6th. All right, so that it's also called carnival in Brazil and different areas, you know, in the, um, in South America region. But it's called a carnival. Carnival means farewell to the flesh, but a letting go of a certain fleshly desire and becoming more and going more in, in on the side of the spiritual realm after the Fat Tuesday, what they call Ash Wednesday, where they have 40 days of Lent within that particular observational ritual. So that Fat Tuesday, eat all the meat and, and you know, whatever, 
drinking, having fun, everybody walking around in New Orleans, you know, tonight, yesterday, for the past couple days, probably. Um, I ain't really looked into it like that. Like I said, I just put this together last night in the day. Well, this morning, really, I just took a couple notes last night to see what I was going to um, put on put on, a, on up here for you. You know what I'm saying? So, Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. Tuesday, Mardi. Again, and it's, uh, they say it's the rock of my own pagan celebration of spring. So, it's like, if, if that's the case, then, you know, pagan means, again, countryside. It's not really a derogatory name. Pagan just to dwell in the countryside, the, the uh, rural area versus the urban where a lot of people up there engaged in a lot of different things. You know, being out of the country is cool. You know, we have to deal with nature a lot more. Yeah, out of nature is cool. A part, partially, though, you know, say it relates to Saturnalia, the other city, um, the Roman Catholic Church trying to enforce the Herodians or have sex, eat meat or have sex from Ash Wednesday, Wednesday all the way up. Before the days of men. You know what I'm saying? Twos on day two is a Norse deity within the same ranks as Odin and Thor. Twos is uh, the day after Moon Day. So Moon Day, then you have Twos, you have Wednesday, which is Odin Day, and then you have Thursday, which is Thor's Day. Friday, which is Spirit Day. So we, we have these days, and then Saturday is Saturday. Saturday. Sunday or Sunday. We have these Norse deities from Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday or Tree, which is a female deity that relates to Venus. Um, Tuesday, of course, relates to Mars. Tuesday was a uh, the chief of, may have been the chief of the gods, but he um, was the war god. He was associated with courage and combat. And who do we know as being the war god within within the uh, astrology? Of course, Mars. So the Roman name Mars, and then the Greek name Ares, but the god of warfare and bloodshed. Symbols are the vulture, burning torch, and spear. We we're just speaking on how we are. Battle in the war, the physical war, but more or less, it's a spiritual and mental war. So it's Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, externally, when viewed, especially with the uncognitive mind or the unaware mind, it could be viewed as is uh, as participation in the festival of this experience that is observed yearly. That is only based on. Um, Central gratifications of eating and uh, pleasure seeking, um, catastrophic, if you will, <laughs> due to the toxicity that's going to be put into the genome. But this this event, when looked or viewed upon in this manner, it causes us not to be able to fit into the genes the next day because the physical observation is more um, prevalent than the spiritual. Um, spiritual applications within it. So when the ego or the vices, you know what I'm saying, are dominant, 
versus the spiritual principles or the virtues, then what takes place is an emotional behavior that is conditioned around the circumstances of negativity or, you know what I'm saying, the external reality. Basically, what, what will manifest will be what has been absorbed. So when we are dealing with just the vices, which are, again, ego-centered and forms the personality through learned behavior and sensual gratification, these things create more hate, more anger, more fear, grief, overthinking, loneliness, you know, seeking of others, you know, whereas when we are basing it on virtues or spiritual principles, those aspects or those attributes would be love and honesty, humility, forgiveness, patience, trust, morality, acceptance. However, you know, this energy and motion is based again, emotion is based again on behavior plus pattern plus movement. So that motion is the movement, the energy, the behavior. So the motion being the physical manifestation of the spiritual concept of energy. The external reality, and as we, we think about or we dwell in the realm of epigenetics, when the external reality is moving in a pattern of behavior that is causing lower emotions such as the hate, the anger, the loneliness, and the fear, the grief, the overthinking, then what takes place is that's what our genetics is going to, or our genome is going to absorb in as it being an absorber of information, again, the cell, or the cell being an intelligent format like a, a computer, it absorbs the information, and then after it absorbs the information, it is then it turns this, which is a hard disk, and inside the hard disk, the nucleus, the genes, or the chromosomes, which is basically the programs for the DNA, where all of the information is stored. And when it goes in there and it, it downloads this information, being it toxic, like or it being at lower vibrations of, of energy and motion, the pattern then grows within our DNA structure, and it may cause uh, an entanglement or a, basically an obstruction, which then causes in lumps and then bruises, lumps within our within our physical body by way of the energy and motion and how it reproduces itself and it's not really it's not really directly going to uh, connect properly. And we speak on that with so Tuesday, Mars Day. You know what I'm saying? So Mardi Gras, back Tuesday. And remember we at war, so this is the deity of war. What is the symbols of, of Mars? A vulture, burning, burning torch, the spirit. The vulture in Hermetic is moot. When we're thinking about Fat Tuesday, you gotta look at the word there, fat, and then you look at the think of the word father. So fat her, fat her, or also fatten her. Who are you fattening? You fattening the mother. So mother being the vulture moved her, fat and moved. 
to advance in her Pataharu. Pataharu is Peru is light, and Pata is um, put PT heaven, Ta earth, and hey infinite. So the light, the infinite light from heaven to earth, Pataharu, the Father. So the infinite light from heaven to earth, and Muther, Haru, or Mutheru, Mut being again, Mut means fertility or uh, nurturing. So the light of nurturing or the light of fertility. Pataher being the light, the infinite light from heaven to earth. And that is relation in relation to the photon. How so? Due to the fact that the photon, or if you will, the pataon, is how all physical react or the physical reality of atoms exists. So all physical reality, which is basically atoms and molecules, exists of particles of light called photons. So if in order for one to change the structure of the atom, we must change the energy that's located within it and without it or around it. So that energy is a photon or pataon. Again, pataon, the same as father, on meaning sun or light. So pataon, photon, is the infinite light from heaven to earth, photon. So that light from heaven to earth is how things grow. If I don't have enough sunlight, I also equate to positivity in my life or going into my cellular structure, and I'm going to have darkness basically or set, the sentient reality, and it's going to cause more a destructive plane of existence rather than a creative or constructive plane of existence. <clears throat> so that photon, pataon, in relation to that moved her, the vulture symbol, Mars being a masculine deity, has to have implications of a feminine um, attribute within its symbolic uh, metamorphosis in order to balance. So the symbol of the vulture is speaking on how Mars is also the mother in connection. So the mother, the god of warfare and bloodshed, you know, that's the domain, god of warfare. So we are at battle. And the mother, the matriarch, is our symbol that we uphold within that the whole the whole um, movement of that battle. Who or what or what does the vulture do for its seeds, for its offspring? It will nurture it by way if say for instance if the the offspring doesn't have enough food to eat to survive, it will the mother will actually pierce some leg and allow the offspring to suckle off the blood from from the leg. In order to survive, it will perish and allow and nurture its seed so they will be able to proceed and carry on. You know what I'm saying? All right. And that's the vulture. The vulture are all female birds. There are no masculine birds within vulture. Birds. They are impregnated by way of the wind. The wind brings all the elementals within 
the ovulation process of the of a female vulture and it impregnates with no man there present. Immaculate conception. Wow. And so we have also departed in the proper world manner. We do as well. We're doing that as well. It's me, you know. All right. So we spoke on a few things Tuesday. It's Mars Day, Marty. So today we are we are in Mardi Gras on Tuesday in re representing that as a more metaphysical aspect. We are regaining and instituting as well, you know, what what we like to say is retain obtain obtain, retain and cultivate. You know, as far as information is concerned, all aspects of food, from um, information means science, like things we may pick up, you know, several higher modes of of thinking or of learning. But all these aspects, all these different manners of of learning and, and bringing in light or information, we take that in and we absorb it and then we utilize it. No one has had to battle the application of what we learn that brings about change. We're looking at right there is uh, a Merkelbar basically. Like body, but this is a vehicle of spirit and soul where come up. But you can see the DNA or the spirally aspect of, of who you will. But you see how they they come as they sprawl together and they intertwine. You know, the same reflection is it appears from Series B to. Uh, the planetary order called solar the solar deity or the sun from that area within the Orion field or series B, series A, series C is a spiral thing that takes place. So what we call um, the elliptical. And then the things uh, spiral as it's energy spirals here, it forms into the same elliptical that is very similar, if not identical, to our DNA. So epigenetics, we go back into what epigenetics is. Um, <clears throat> So epigenetics is again can affect us in a positive way or it can affect us in a very many adverse ways. So how can we reverse that? We know that each day about 
cells in the human body is divided, it makes new cells. So what happens to the DNA as cells divide? Um, the parent strands of DNA separate, rewind, and then a copy, letter by letter, serving as a template for an identical partner to be created. So each time we go to sleep at night, our cells are dividing and copying over into new cells. While this is happening, there could be some type of mishap or mismatching, and it might actually miss or deplete or omit, or it might even add the wrong letter. So these mistakes or mishaps are called mutations or alterations to a single code. But if this happens, it can change the amino acid in place in the and it's placed in the script. It can change the amino acid that is in the written protein. So even one little minute can reshape and also change the function of the protein that's being produced. And this can cause an incorrection in the code that makes the protein too stiff or too flexible. And in turn, a totally different shape from the original the original DNA or gene. And that's you know, the bumps and lumps again. So the protein may not have a it may not work as long or it may not be as strong to work the way it's supposed to. Seeing that every single minute error such as this can disturb the health of the cell an effective way to repair the DNA must be available to protect from cellular damage and to initiate cellular rejuvenation. The truth of the matter is that nature's wisdom, nature has always been able to correct itself and devise many ways to, to repair DNA systems from the jump. The cell possesses an innate wisdom and cellular rejuvenation mechanism built into the planning of the DNA helix. It recognizes when an error has been made, damage or errors in DNA trigger a sequence of events as a gene and the gene or as a gene, and this gene is called P53, which rides to the rescue in the interest of DNA repair. It's, co it's no coincidence, I guess. I that's how the spirit moves. But P53, day is again what? The fifth day of March. So this right here is going into what we make up. Infinity. And you notice how. Also, with closed off would be the eight. But this P53 rides to the rescue in the interest of DNA repair. The P53 is both a spell checker and an emergency break on cell growth and has other genes under its command. If an error is created, the P53 gene jumps to it and it stops copying the, um, the adverse cell or the adverse DNA. Once the damaged DNA is repaired and the cell is rejuvenated, then P53 then turns the green light back on and allows 
other cells to reproduce and the cycle continues. But if the damage is beyond repair, then P53 activates genes that will self-destruct. And this is, this is known as apoptosis. Apoptosis is a Latin word that means fall and leave. So in the cellular death, you know, basically. So apoptosis is relatively a subtle process in which the parts of the cell will slowly fall off and recycle and move by the scavenger cell. So that's the metaphor for falling leaves, because you know, leaves fall to to the earth, they decompose and then recycle back into the earth, and then eventually, in the next um, season of uh, like spring and summer, it nourishes the tree and then sustains it so that it be strong. So that is is a very subtle way of cellular death in this metaphor, but it sustains the tree. It helps the tree grow. But in contrast to traumatic or necrotic cytotoxic death, as a traumatic cytotoxic death is when the cell is damaged so much that it explodes and it releases toxic content into the cellular environment. So this type of cellular death can damage the surrounding tissue, the lumps and bumps, inflammation. So the cells then contain numerous substances. So at that, t- that point when it gets to the point of where it's so damaged that it can't be, it, the um, top of apoptosis can't take place, it explodes within itself in its self-destruction. And the toxicity that the cell contains is released and harms other molecules that, in essence, can harm cellular destruction. However, though, within the cell, they are compartmentalized to protect against their damaging effects. So, apoptosis is a slower process that allows the neighborhood to reclaim or eliminate cell parts one step at a time without damaging the area. Whereas, um, Cytoxic death or traumatic death is when the cell is so damaged, so highly damaged that it exposes within itself and releases all the toxins into the body. Into the tissues. You know what I'm saying? So to sum all that up, basically P53 is the damage control specialist within the cellular uh, cellular environment that actually has the ability to correct gene areas, errors and prevent strengthening of chaotic destructive DNA, and which also will suppress tumor cell growth or cancer cells, and when necessary, throw those cells into an automatic cell elimination. So that's good that we had that process going on, P53. Is it a coincidence that we're talking about 53 last month on on uh, two five? Now the three fives that were showing up. In my own revelation, in my own perception, I didn't even see it like that. I'm doing technical notes today, yesterday. The P53 popped up as the uh, as the protector against uh, cellular degeneration or 
chaotic cells, spell checker, and also it's the um, cell environment. So before we get into that, we also notice that, like I was saying, I've noticed certain things in our current events that aren't so positive, if you will. I was looking at CNN the other day, and it was a brother on there right at the end of Black History Month. He said he was he was the newscaster, whatever they call him, the anchorman, and he stated that uh, it had to be the worst Black History Month ever. You know, due to certain events that had taken place within February. Again, what we what we know about February though, February, Februm. Februm means purification, Latin. That's where we get to where February comes. So Februm is uh is Latin for purification. When he said that I'm looking at the brother, he likes it, I guess you could say he had a lot of makeup. And uh, they they do that on TV for some reason when I watch these I see some shows on T V and they got something seems like they got on full blushing a little bit, like really like wow, I think it's what's called blush and really a lot of powder on the face. Like you're on the white face to the black face. Um, but anyway, I mean, it's not about that. It's just when you see it, I'm like, well, the reflection on the physical, yeah, is kind of bad. Nature has a fun way of correcting itself. So different things that took place in February, um, I just had to get visualization up. The union was one of the first things so at the beginning of the month, the fifth for the Super Bowl was um, on the third. Yeah, actually, that was the year the third. Um, second, third, that's five. Uh, the third of uh, February, Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. Uh, beat who they played. I didn't even watch the game, so I. Who they play? I don't think I wrote it down either. They played somebody and beat them. I'm not into things that, I mean, I just found out about most of the stuff. I it was on the media. I found out about that last last night and looking into things. I don't really watch TV much. Yeah. At Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I'm zoomed by it with my whole new eye. Keep it going to Good or bad, you know, it's not really bad. 
I think that was a high point of uh, how I think to be able to be in the party. I
but they're not in the country. They're not going to last forever because we got to go back to the end. we got to find something that's going to be consistent over and over and over again, even if it ain't healthy. And even if it's not um, related to spiritual principles, to where we can acknowledge it as being in discern between it, it's like don't have a property. And these are like the core growth, not just for personal growth, but for the growth of our body. So I just need to just come in behind it. You know, whatever may be taking place in people's lives, we have to uh, relate to it and matter to what our activity is bringing forth. Change. What it says right here is rise in self knowledge that no beginning and no end is the constant process of discovery, and what is discovered is true, and truth is this way, maybe knowledge of self. So when the brother said that, it's like to be the most, it had to be the worst black history month ever. And I had to dig down deep and like, hold on, it's a constant process of discovery. We're going through Persian, February, the room, purification. That means it's going to be some fire. You know? <laughs> and what does fire do? It's hot. It burns. So that means, I don't know, it's about the stream, maybe off a little bit. But being that it's hot, that means something is going to affect. Uh, it's off, it was offline for a minute there. Let's be back online. It means that maybe some of the things that externally can affect our, our internal growth. Does it mean it's going to be a negative um, reaction or positive? That is not even here or there, but there is an experience taking place and there is a discovery taking place. So what is discovered is true. Truth is liberating and creative. So within the experience, we find our truth. Regardless of what is um what we may think to be true. You know, so yeah, we can look at it like there's some negative things going on in February, so called black history black history month history month. I mean no one, I don't know, you know we, we try to relate things by way of saying color and all is off, all, all the time. And the mind, it reflects color, or what we call mental, it reflects color into the fixation or two. The factors of life being all the different clues of the human, or of life, you know, the human, the human, the human, the human, the human Right there, you know, looking at it in a negative sense or in the, in the way that the brother said it, 
we saw it in that manner. But when we flip on it or we change the polarity, or basically we see both ends, we break both sides. You know, my IT. My IT, you know, T meaning dual and balance. And Tuhuti or Juhuti, T again means dual
who we are and what we and what we have the capability of becoming, it will cause the stress and the characteristics of being truthful in our experience in our becoming will take place. So we practice these mindful meditative type of exercises we can actually elevate our genetic expression and allow our DNA to expand and grow grow our out of reality into into the the realm or in accordance in accordance to what I enter. All right. So that's you know, first and foremost we definitely should meditate and practice if you like. Get out in the nature. You know, go out to wooded forest and a trail, or go to the beach or the mountains, because they had in those areas, those type of ecosystems, there are abundant amounts of ions which actually activate oxygen within the bloodstream. Negative ions are also anti-inflammatory, so that supports the immune health, immunity. Dealing with the metropolitan areas that we live in, or the city, the, the rural areas versus urban areas, um, there's somewhere between 10,000 to 20,000 um, cubic units of negative iron, whereas ecosystems is 50,000 units of negative ions per cubic centimeter. So in these cities, with all the high scrapers, I mean, skyscrapers, high tall buildings, and cities with malls and stores and houses, and things like that, is ten, twenty thousand um, cubic centimeters of negative ions. But even worse, well, inside of the buildings, with recycled air conditioning and all that central air. There could be 100 units of negative ion, so that's equivalent to like slowly suffocating somebody's death inside of the open field. That's why you have a lot of people doing poster or whatever. Another event in Chicago, all these things happen in that area. You got this, a smallie, yeah, other brother, or the dude going into that warehouse. Shooting people, something like that, they, they, later February. So, um, basically, we need to get out more. You know, get outside, get some of those negative ions, especially in the work, when the do or the conversation, still in the movies or the trees. Those are best negative ions. So, get some deep breaths in out there in nature early in the morning. Very positive. Um, natural, I mean, natural spring water versus municipal tap water. Get some good water in. You know, the municipal water has a lot of things dumped in it that are toxic, like antibiotics, radiation, um, leftover drugs from pharmaceuticals. And when you introduce that to the body, of course, it, uh, Causes a very, very detrimental 
reactions or depletion of cellular growth. Knowing that we are 70 to 80% water, and that's the physical body, and the brain is 90% water, every function, just about every cellular function and reaction of the cell depends on water. So the highest grade water would be the best for our interrelation with cellular environment. So a carbon filter um, would be good for the house, you know what I'm saying? It removes chlorine and it removes fluorides from the water. So get some of them heavy metals out. Um, daily intake of high-grade uh, minerals or trace minerals. Um, kale is a good one. Um, Trace minerals are basically they're needed for enzyme functions in cellular in the cellular environment due to its capability of allowing the cell to remain at an alkaline pH state by holding onto the water within the cell. So also excessive stress can inhibit cellular advancement by demineralizing the cell or dehydrating if this but this reminds us back to stress management with mindfulness and awareness activities. So being mindful of what we're thinking when in a stressful situation, it will help the body repair, we even prevent from depleting the cell by taking away the salts or the you know, basically the minerals within the cell. High-grade sea salt, seaweed, superfood, pine pollen, they all contain high mineral content as well as um, they're very high in protein and bioavailable nucleic acids. So it helps. It's basically nucleic acids to build a block to DNA. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, deoxyribonucleic acid. So genes or DNA is basically um, some basically nucleic acid and protein. The magnesium is one of the best or could be one of the best and most important nutrients macromineral that we need. Nutrient macromineral minerals. It is uh, a good source of uh, of an adaptogen Adaptogens are basically adaptogen means um, it allows the cell to adapt to stress, basically. So it's one of the primary brain nutrients along with making fats and glucose. Magnesium is used in every cell of our body. It's also a powerful nervous system reaction system in um, helping us remain calm when in essence it allows us to transmit higher vibrations into our cell. Chlorophyll is another good way. It's high in raw leafy greens. Uh, so you get chlorophyll from hot from raw leafy greens. Cacao, raw cacao, high magnesium as well. Uh, transdermal magnesium is okay. It's one of the most powerful sources. So the actual oil can be rubbed on your skin and also it can be. Uh, it can be ingested in small amounts. 
Omega-3 fats are very important. Um, majority of our cells, cellular membranes, which we receive and transmit information through, determines our genetic expression. The cellular membrane consists of omega-6 and also, um, and that's the, but it's more concerned with sending signals out of the cell, whereas omega-3 is responsible for receiving signals and then transmitting it to the nucleus of, of the cell where the DNA is located. So the omega-6 is almost every type of, um, is in everything, basically. Potato chips, crackers, cereals, uh, all these snacks or processed foods have some type of omega-6, be it peanut oil or palm oil, some type of vegetable oil. Um, they have omega-6 in it, corn oil, you know, corn oil is in everything, and that's omega-6 as well. So it's hard to become deficient in this EFA or this essential fatty acid. Omega six, yeah. Omega three is not as vast in grains or in some of the food staples of today's society. So deficiency issues rise very easily, mainly because omega six and omega three use the same absorption channel, which means they are fighting over who gets it first. And if we consume more six and three, then omega six has defeated three. So it should be a two-to-one ratio of omega-6 to 3, but it's more like a six-to-one ratio at the time. Omega-6 is also inflammatory, whereas omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. So that means if we're putting in more omega-6 than omega-3s, then we're adding on to the inflammation that's already being introduced into the body. Omega-3 DHA is very important. It is what our eyes need, brains is made of, is needed for proper nervous system development, as well as um, brain development. It also neutralizes microionics and mitochondria through radicals within the cell that's not functional, then they can degenerate the cell. It neutralizes mitochondria free radicals. So free radicals are trying to get into the mitochondria. It neutralizes and sends them on its way. Uh, another good thing for to in advance or to fit into those genes properly is rebuilding the digestive tract and ensuring optimal assimilation and evacuation. Well, optimal assimilation, digestion, and evacuation. So repopulating the intestines with friendly bacteria again, the bowel the microbiome. Make sure that it's healthy. Feed it the good things like probiotic. When somebody detoxes the intestine, eating certain clays like bentonite and zeolite for a couple of days, you get the ability to magnetically attract toxicity and pathogens and radiation into the molecular structure, therefore consuming the, uh, the toxins and burn heavy metals and take it out the body, get rid of it. So taking in fermented foods and drinks that are high in probiotics will enhance digestion, increase the immune system, as well as increase our critical thinking and cognition. It also advances our expression. You know, being the intestines, lower intestines, and uh, with the large and small intestines, 
is the second brain. So it increases critical thinking and cognition. Vitamin D is also a good way to activate and elevate our genetic expression. It is related to optimal health. That's roughly 10% of the entire genome. So it's over, vitamin D activates like 4,000 different genes in the body that relates to optimal health. There's no other nutrient where actually vitamin D is a hormone in the body that can absorb No other nutrient can do this, you know what I'm saying? Meaning it it, uh, it roughly takes in 10% of it. it, it roughly affects uh, 4,000 genes within the body, keeping it at optimum health. From a nutritional point of view, vitamin D3 is the active form of vitamin D. It's found in most animal foods and vegetable supplements. It's also found in farm pollen. Basically, the only plant form of vitamin D3. Also, cod liver oil. I get vitamin D3 from supplements myself because I eat meat or eggs. So I take supplementation as well as get it from the sun. 30 minutes to two hours a day. Not a day, but at least 30 minutes. Um, where were we? Consuming adaptogens, like we speak, spoke on a few seconds ago. Um, adaptogens are highly intelligent that survey our internal environment before acting. Their objective, um, before acting, but their main objective is to restore equilibrium in every interconnected biological system that produces the organism. So, pretty much, it helps us to say that. The adaptogen adapts to stress, reducing and eliminating the majority of the stressors. Don't that the stress is one of the main reasons that causes us to react to certain to which depletes cellular integrity. Adaptogens are essential. Ginseng, astragalus, and medicinal mushrooms are good ways to obtain and absorb, again, magnesium. Gene or essence is transcendental and is very fundamental in rebuilding um, the cellular, a healthy cellular environment. This is our core, inherently fused into our genes by way of the parents in the process of conception. Um, gene correlates to traditional Chinese myths, interconnected with what they call the three essences or the three treasures. You have gene, you have qi, and you have spirit. The gene converts, the gene is, is basically postnatal, prenatal essence. It's the, whatever our parents give, or what we put in, like the air, the water, and the food, as far as postnatal. And that develops our gene. The gene then develops the chi or the energy that we utilize, and the chi develops the spirit. So, gene co- governs the quality and duration of our life. 
minimize our insecurity due to lifestyle. As a lack of exercise, poor diet, exposure to toxicity, stress, and excessive ejaculation in men and childbirth and women. These habits can deplete our essence and increase the aging process and degenerate our cell epigenetic environment. So take the power, the proper steps mentioned will help increase. Taking these steps will help increase and rebuild our essence. Mainly cultivating our gene is the ultimate way of maintaining health and reducing longevity by enhancing the genetic structure through the observation of this not being so stressed, exercising, noticing your lifestyle habits, what you eat, what you want to and deplete the gene. Exercise is very important uh, for, for stretching like yoga, jogging, various the corpse lymphatic system and eliminate cycles from around the cell. Now nutrients to be formed and assimilated within the cell properly. Within the cell properly. So um, assisting in this process, the transmission of information to be received by the cellular membrane and increasing of cellular and genetic health. Again, the cell is an information process. So it takes in information, meaning that it's a liquid crystal semiconductor. It takes in this information and then it sends it to the cellular membrane. So we'll do to the cellular membrane reading the information and ingesting. Then it sends it to the nucleus, which is equivalent to the hardness, where it then programs the genes. The genes are the programs, but it Reprogramming or programming the gene. So, taking in and you know, making sure the gene is proper, whatever you put in the gene, the essence is so it's the, it's the, um, it's the, the macro environment of the water and the food. You know what I'm saying? It's basically the molecules of the content inside the food. All right, so awareness of our natural decay the rest of time and sleeping an appropriate amount of time each day and night or basically, you know what I'm saying, getting enough sleep. The majority of healing and preparing of the cell takes place in our deep sleep cycles. So when you feel tired, don't resist, take a nap, and then what happens is produce melatonin when we are to rest in the evening. So lack of sleep and the circadian imbalances weren't um, access or um, activation. Melatonin, which is an antioxidant and an inflammatory, you know, also an anti-inflammatory. So these, this causes many of the disease states that we may be acquainted with today. So getting proper sleep decreases the pattern of not healing ourselves in, in that potential, as well as the fact of our production of cortisol releasing the next day, because cortisol is a stress hormone. So that causes cellular degeneration due to us not being rested enough. So that intensifies basically it initiates an intensified fight or flight response.
Uh, a genetic disposition is not governed by heredity. We are not victims of the mercy of our genetic inheritance. We cannot blame our bad health, our bald head, fears, and misfortunes on our genes. Every genetic has discovered that we are individuals in the driver's seat of those past or regression. Our cellular genetic expression is not based on heredity. Epigenetics basically means beyond the cell or above the cell, and it relates to the external mechanism that governs the behavior of the cell. The genetic expression of any particular organism in the past, um, in the past, conventional science, in the past, conventional science has led us to believe that we had no control of genetic. I can't read. In the past, conventional science has led us to believe that we had no control of genetics, that all of our traits were inherited by way of There was no way all of this All right, so there are um, anywhere between 50 to 100 tree cells that can possibly survive. And all of the genetic material is cell. Due to this science, scientific thought, the nucleus was the brain of the cell that may have been orchestrating the cell's behavior. Through the study of epigenetics, scientists have found that the nucleus is only a holder of the information. It catalogs the genetic information within the DNA, knowing that if you take the brain out of a living organism, it would say that not having a brain. So years in the past, in the past, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who was doing stem cell research, Removed the nucleus of the cell and found that the cell was completely unaffected by the removal of the nucleus and functioned in the same manner as when the nucleus was attached. So, this observation concluded that the nucleus was not the brain of the cell. It does contain the DNA, but it needs an external signal to determine which DNA to run. So, therefore, the gene is not dictating our complete physical expression. Again, the nucleus does not have the blueprint within the DNA. It needs external input to manifest. Genes are affected in this manner, and 20% of genetic inheritance, such as our hair, skin, eye, looking that, like was mentioned earlier. So the physical appearance is, in essence, our genes, but that doesn't control our behavior and biology. The cellular membrane containing integrate containing uh, the cellular membrane contains integrated membrane proteins or IMPs. These are thousands of microscopic antennas that are divided into two separate groups, receptors and effectors. The receptors and effectors um, penetrate through the fatty structures of the membrane so they are located within the exterior and interior of the cell. The receptors receive the signal and then communicate these signals to the corresponding effectors for that signal. The effector reacts to the signal by transmitting the signal to the nucleus of the cell where our genetic information is held. So DNA is encased in a protein sheet and is dormant until it receives the right signal for expression. When it receives that optimal signal, the DNA will replicate into an RNA molecule and travel out of the nucleus forming new genetic expression. Therefore, the signals that the cell receives 
is mainly determined by external factors. By way of skin, eyes, ears, and all other senses, which processes the signals and then transmits them to the cell. When the membrane receives the signal, it then sends it to the nucleus of the cell. So the behavior of the cell is determined completely by external input. Although the signal is not the deciding factor by genetic expression, meaning that although some of the most common signals, like nutrient, water, oxygen, and hormones, are important and present, it is actually our mind and our perception that has the power to override what type of signal reaches the membrane and in turn transmits the signal to the nucleus. So by way of the filter of our mind or the way we perceive this, uh, the world or the environment around us, even our life, this determines what type of signal reaches the cellular membrane and then the nucleus and then DNA. So if we perceive the signal of the world with anger, hate, frustration, stress, and dissatisfaction, then this will reflect into the cellular environment generation due to not being able to utilize and absorb those physical signals such as water and nutrients. So when the the alter so when we alter our perception to an internal peaceful um aware and mindful state of mind, it will automatically allow our genetic expression to elevate and result in improved health mentally, emotionally, and physically, as well as maximizing proper nutrition and simulation in food, water, and oxygen. So the external signal does come first. It it is what we intake or the input, basically, what we tell ourselves, persona, by way of the senses that determines our ultimate genetic expression. So it's imperative that we don't hold on to the belief system that certain health issues are caused by genetic inheritance. We must observe the eternal signals that may be causing health problems. to be health problems to our emotional, mental, or physical. So it's how we perceive the signals as being good or bad that affects the self-integrity and alters the genetic expression. So therefore, we can rewrite our genes or reprogram the programming of our genes into a healthy environment or rewrite them into a more damaging environment. So how we perceive ourselves as well as others around us advances the world in general can affect okay let me see that so how we perceive ourselves as well others around us in the world can in general, affect the advancement of our cellular world. All right, give thanks. I know I ran through that. So basically, meditation in good water, good food, good air, get the macronutrients, good minerals in, adaptogens. Adaptogens, again, means to adapt to stress. Uh, get the don't get some of the data behind it and the natural ecosystem, nature, 
vitamin D, uh, essential fatty acids, especially omega-3s, because omega-3s are being dominated by omega-6s in that corn, certain, you know what I'm saying, the surplus of corn. Just go back in there and listen to some of those things right there that it's good for cellular growth and advancement of um, the genetics versus the depletion of the genetics and getting it, being able to fit into those genes properly. When you can get in those genes properly, that means you, you're sitting down or you really you're elevating the genetic expression. They sit down when I was related to how you can put on the genes and they, they don't, you know, you ain't got to fight. Um, so we, we're going to shut them down right in here, right now. Um, go ahead. It looks like I might not have recorded it. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll find out in a few minutes. Uh, yeah. This is the first time I've done it, so I'm not sure if we've even got in here right. You know, this was uh, this was cool, was fulfilling. You know, got some things out there. Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, fitting into those jeans. You know, you don't want to have a fat head. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, old joke that um, you know, dudes like, dang, does this shirt make me look fat? And somebody said, nah, what you eat makes you look, you know what I'm saying? What we're taking in makes us look fat. So that fat head or that ego virtue needs to be utilized more predominantly than the vices. The vices, again, is dealing with central reality and central gratification. Not so healthy. But let's get some things going, especially like mindfulness. Meditation and, and uh, deep breathing exercise, Kachi, and all those good things are very positive in that um, in that reflection. You know what I'm saying? So fitting into those genes, it requires a little work, but I know you got it. You get it you do that thing. So stay peace. Peace, prosperity, protection, and good health. We're going to close out like that. Yeah. Between you and me, fitting into those genes, I've seen how they got us breaking the dreams, trying to forget what it was going down that stream. Without energy, you're in me that's inside, that ain't outside, trying to get that ride. Looking up the bum, what is that thumb? Looking up the bum, hey, mannequin, I ain't a mannequin. It is a benefit, it's the medicine. Meditation, no hesitation, sensation coming from the rawest nation internally. Well, externally, I see the faces, but that ain't gonna be what I'm chasing. 
Some tricks to 